So here's the deal. Major League Baseball is in a pretty tough spot right now, and it's either going to be sink or swim, uh, one or the other. No two ways around it. This is a crucial, crucial time for Major League Baseball. I would argue probably the most crucial time in the history of the sport, and we're going to find out why next. Opinionated Sports with Sam Knight. Captivating opinions and engaging discussions on the latest news and events. Well, I would like to think that they're engaging at least, but hey, I guess that's up to the listener to decide. Anyways, let's go ahead and get right into it. Spring training starting, pitchers and catchers reporting, exciting time, it's getting warmer. Finally, if you've been shoveling snow, you've been waiting on this for a while, and I'm pretty fired up. I know you are. Baseball season's great. Uh, It's got its flaws, but it's a great sport, of course. Major League Baseball is a great thing, but it's certainly got some flaws, and Commissioner Rob Manfred is really taking a Roger Goodell approach to this, seeing if they can step out of the box, seeing if they can do stuff differently. So let's go ahead and get into this 2016 Major League Baseball season. There's a lot of talk that the DH is finally going to be in the National League, and you know a lot of speculation, a lot of argument back and forth. A lot of people don't like this idea. A lot of people that don't like this idea are 150 years old and grew up watching Mickey Mantle and Babe Ruth and all these guys play, and that's great. There's a lot of tradition in baseball, but I'm just going to go ahead and start this episode off right now saying a lot of the tradition needs to be crumbled up and it needs to be thrown out the window. Now, going to the DH talk, um, let's think about this. What are the sports that are the most popular? Obviously, the NFL, of course. Obviously, college football, of course. You know, obviously, we have basketball is huge, this and that. So what I'm getting at is the sports that are the biggest have a lot of offense, and they have a lot of scoring. The NFL is bigger than it has ever been in the history of its career, and it is also the most offensive-based league that it's ever had. So the fact that there's so much offense clearly shows that it brings a lot of viewership and there is about negative offense in the major leagues this year and not just this year in the last probably 10 15 years pitchers dominate and it's cool to watch pitchers dominate some people like watching good defense on football or basketball but a lot of people like watching scoring and stuff like that you know soccer's huge and it doesn't have a lot of scoring but you know it's a lot more traditional a little bit more of a niche group and it's huge worldwide of course but it's just a little different of a scenario so you know the game needs a dh in the national league because it's going to create more offense it's going to create more excitement you know, that's three at-bats a game, I guess six if you're counting the other team too, six at-bats a game where a good, good professional hitter is going to come up to the plate as opposed to a pitcher where everyone's going to be like, all right, well, let's check our phones, let's go get some food, let's do this, let's do that. It's going to create a lot more runs because when you have runners on second and third and you and you have the eight hitter up, you can't pitch around them to get to that pitcher. Uh, it just creates a whole different dynamic to the game. It's a no-brainer and to be honest with you, if you think that it's not going to happen, you're sadly mistaken because I can tell you right now, a DH is coming in the National League. It doesn't matter if it's this year or 10 years from now, but it's going to happen. It just It's a no-brainer. The more scoring equals more offense and equals higher ratings. And that kind of leads me to my next point. The MLB is getting killed in ratings. You know, the NFL is worth the MLB and NBA combined. And, you know, the NFL is king, of course. College football is not far behind. But, you know, man, it's just it's just disappointing. The highest rated World Series ever was 1986 with 36.3 million views. And that's very good. Very, very good for a baseball game. That is by far the best ever. And then we go to our 2015 World Series ratings and it got 14.7 million. So that's much less than half of the viewings that they got in 1986. And mind you, this is with 
a million times better camera equipment, a million times better production. You know, everything is on par. The technology is unbelievable. So we should not be regressing in Major League Baseball viewership. It's unbelievable and it's unacceptable. So Rob Manfred has to step up to the plate here, you know, excuse the pun, to really figure out a way to make Major League Baseball relevant again. And one of the ways that he can do this is by adding a DH to the National League. I'm telling you, adding that offense is going to really intrigue a lot of people. And it's just, it's just really a no-brainer to me. You know, what else does the MLB need to change up? The speed of play. No one can sit around for three and a half hours and watch a Major League Baseball game every single night. And, you know, really quick, I just want to make this clear. I'm not a Major League Baseball hater. I love the Major Leagues. I played four years of college baseball, JUCO and D1. So I know when I'm talking about baseball. I, I might not know when I'm talking about football or basketball, whatever. I just get that from research. But I've been in the trenches, and I know about baseball. These games are too slow. They're too long. They're boring. No one wants to go and watch. No one has that kind of time on their hands. If you have that kind of time in your hands and you're living well, well, me and you need to have a little business discussion because you know something that I don't know. So I really think that they need to, you know, and they're trying. They've got the game clock. they got the pitch clock. I mean, I think it's going to take something drastic. I think they're just going to take cutting an inning off, cutting two innings off, you know, this and that, experimenting with things in spring training, seeing what works, <clears throat> excuse me, and then moving on and, and taking the best of it and creating kind of a new ball game, kind of the way the NFL is reinventing itself in the wake of all these CTE and concussion discussions. So, you know, embrace the new school of Major League Baseball. The the most exciting thing that's happened in the Major Leagues in the past probably 20 years, uh, that may be a stretch, but was Jose Bautista throwing his bat. I mean, that was so fantastic. That got everyone so fired up, and he just did it out of pure excitement. I mean, these quarterbacks freak out and celebrate when they score. You know, basketball players are able to celebrate and, and, you know, have a little style, have a little bit of this, have a little swagger, have a little moxie. But I tell you what, you can't have in baseball as any of that because, you got these old geezers preaching tradition, 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 you know, you can't do that because you're disrespecting the other team, you know, respect the game, play the game right, this and that, and I'm all for hustling all the time, I'm all for respecting the game, but look guys, this isn't 1905, this is 2016, we're in a different time, people like to celebrate, it's, it's, you know, success is celebrated and it should be, and you shouldn't, getting risk, getting risk, a baseball getting thrown at your head, just because you looked at a home run. I mean, you don't want to show anyone up, but I mean, good gosh, like it's a game. Let's have some fun with it. Let's not treat this like we're at the monastery. We're like, I mean, I just don't understand. It's like we're at a wedding or something like that. It's This is baseball. It's supposed to be a game and it's supposed to be fun. So I say it's time to ditch some of these unwritten traditions that we don't even know who wrote. They were just passed down from person to person. And a lot of these idiot coaches in high school and college like to enforce them because that's how you're supposed to play the game and that's how you're supposed to do this and that. But I think the people at the top of the marketing for Major League Baseball, including Rob Manfred, I think they realize, hey, look, we need to change some stuff because this clearly isn't working. I don't care what all these these old school people say because it's clearly not the case. So Major League Baseball, step up. Let's do something. You know, let's let's make the game more exciting. Let's get these World Series ratings back up. I mean, like I said, 14.7 million ratings and uh, viewership in 2015, 36.37 in 1986. Uh, compare that to the NFL Super Bowl this year, which just got 115 million views. Um, I know you say there's more than one game, and that's something that we can talk about, but the fact of the matter is it's just not even close, and there's a lot that needs to be done in baseball to really spruce things up. So moving on to the next topic. We have uh, David Ortiz. This is his last year, and, man, I love David Ortiz. How, how could you not? There's no way that there's ever been someone that's more clutch. Well, okay, that might be a stretch as well, but uh, David Ortiz has been one of the most clutch players of all time. I mean, 
it's honestly kind of weird to me how clutch this man is. It's like something's up in the Boston water where these people just don't get phased by pressure. I mean, David Ortiz and Tom Brady are two just perfect examples. They just don't get phased. If anything, they perform better. I've never seen someone perform so well under so much pressure as David Ortiz, except for Tom Brady. And David Ortiz, man, he's just a warrior. He just goes out there and smacks the ball. And so a lot of people are going to ask, you know, is David Ortiz a Hall of Famer? Well, I'm going to say don't ever ask me that question because it's a no-brainer. You know, looking at the stats, he's played in 2,257 games. He's recorded 2,303 hits, so over 2,000 hits. I mean, that's astounding. 53 home runs. Uh, wow. Well, no, not 53 home runs. 503 home runs. And, I mean, if you reach a 500 home run club, you're one of the better players to ever play the game of baseball, no question about it. And he had a 284 batting average. That's not really how you say it in baseball terms. You know, he batted 284. But <laughs> 284, 503 home runs, 2,300 hits. Hell of a career, if you ask me. I mean, like, really just unbelievable. He's a, he's a Hall of Famer. There's no doubt about it. You know, going to go down as one of the better clutch players to ever play the game of baseball. Very accomplished. Has a lot of rings. You know, great career for David Ortiz. And uh, a lot of people wonder, you know, can he go out like Ray Lewis? Can he go out on top? Can he finish at the pinnacle at the World Series like he's done so many times in his career? And we'll get into that in a little bit. But, I, you know, I think it's possible. I think the Red Sox are going to be much better than they were last year. And I would love to see a guy like David Ortiz do that. And I hope that this farewell tour, you know, goes better than Kobe Bryant's went. And it, it goes about the same as Derek Jeter's went. Maybe a little more success with the team. Because if one thing you notice, all these farewell, farewell tours of all these stars, their teams always suck. They never make the playoffs. Isn't that kind of weird? They never make the playoffs. So... You know, I got a lot of hope for David Ortiz in his final year. I think he's going to be a great player. They have Hannah Ramirez over at first, who slimmed down a lot, which will help them out because David Ortiz can just pinch hit. And, uh, you know, great career to David Ortiz. Like I said, going to be fun to watch. So uh, next question that we have here, we uh, had some of my viewers emailing questions. Got some great ones. But, uh, you know, one of the main ones was, are any teams going to stand out this year that maybe didn't last year? And, and I marked down a couple teams. You know, I think the Diamondbacks are going to be a much improved team. They got Zach Greinke and they have Shelby Miller. And, you know, that's two aces of their rotation. And, I mean, to say that Zach Greinke is an ace is a big statement because that's the same staff that Clayton Kershaw's on. But, I mean, really, Zach Greinke was a better pitcher last year. And in years prior, even though Kershaw was just off the charts dominant, he was not that much better than Greinke. So, the Diamondbacks have one of the top probably three starters in the major leagues, and they get Shelby Miller, who won like one game last year, but was by far the best pitcher on the Braves. The only reason he only won one game is because literally every single game he pitched, the Braves averaged one or two runs. It was just pathetic and a waste of, waste of a fantastic season. So Shelby Miller's about to have a great year. I really, I really do believe that. Um, so I also think the Tigers are going to be a lot better. You know, there was a lot of talk about the Tigers with David Price and this and that, and you know, it just didn't really seem to work out the way that, that they wanted it to, and that's fine. You know, sometimes things don't click. The puzzle doesn't fit like you want them to, but they went this offseason. They made some good moves, and I think they made some moves that fit the Tigers pretty well. You know, they got Jordan Zimmerman, an ace off the Nationals' um, starting rotation. That's a huge, huge pickup for them. Jordan Zimmerman's a stud. He's going to bring a lot of moxie to that Detroit team. And uh, they got Francisco Rodriguez, also known as K-Rod, one of the best closers in our generation. And, you know, he's great. He, he really is. He's fantastic. I think that he's going to really have a good year, and I think that he's really going to do some good things for them. Uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Tigers. You know, they have one of the best hitters ever in Miguel Cabrera and just, just all-around good lineup, so I think they could be much improved. 
I think, like I said, I think the Red Sox are going to be much improved. And I think the Yankees are going to be much improved. And both of these teams are kind of following Kansas City's lead. You know, they they're, have this bullpen race going on. The, the Red Sox got Craig Kimbrell. And the Yankees got Araldis Chapman, who's facing domestic assault charges. And that's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. The MLB is treading very lightly in that situation because they saw what happened with Ray, with Ray Rice. And they saw all the stuff that the NFL went through with this. So they need to be very careful that they play their cards right on this one or else they could face a great deal of criticism. Um, so, yeah. Two teams that I think are going to be much better than last year, the Diamondbacks and the Tigers. And I think the Red Sox and the Yankees have a very interesting nucleus, and it's just a little too early to really see how it's going to play out, how that chemistry is going to work. But, you know, going back to the Diamondbacks, I think when you have two studs for a rotation, you're always going to be competitive, and there's really not going to be many games where you're not considered a favorite. Uh, So that's going to be really fun, good for them, making some good moves, and I think that they're going to be my most improved team of 2016. Now, you know, uh, I have something that I really would like to get off my chest, and that is a message to the Angels. And I just want to say to you guys, please, 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 please stop wasting Mike Trout's prime. I mean, it makes me sick. You guys have arguably one of the best players to ever play the game. It's still too early to tell, but talent-wise, it's there. I mean, he's been the best player in Major League Baseball since he was 20 years old. And uh, what are you doing? You know, make some moves, make something happen. It just, it's kind of like the Packers with Aaron Rodgers. They're just kind of letting mediocre talent come through and not really worrying about it and just kind of, you know, whatever happens, happens. It doesn't really matter to us. Uh, it's just crazy to me. When you have a stud like that, this is a once in a generation guy. And, you know, it's like I say about LeBron, you're only going to get one LeBron in a lifetime in Cleveland. Why not go all out and build this super team, which is what they're trying to do? Uh, why not go all out and build a fantastic team around Mike Trout? Because you're only going to get it once in a generation. You're not. You have Albert Pujols right now, who was a stud, a gr- one of the better hitters to play, and even he probably isn't going to end up being as good as Mike Trout because this man is a five-tool athlete, one of the best arms in the entire game, one of the best hitters in the entire game, one of the fastest guys in the entire game, one of the best outfielders um, that I've seen ever. He already has to have more robbed home runs than just about anyone. I mean, he does it pretty much on a nightly basis. And it's really, really frustrating and sad to see the way that his career is kind of starting to look. Um, Almost similar to LeBron, even though LeBron has two rings, it's just kind of looking like, you know, maybe it's just not going to happen for the kid. Maybe... Maybe he's just going to be a great player that's never going to be on a good team. And, you know, with all that money in Los Angeles and all of that just media and, and Hollywood and all that, I mean, it's really a shame if they don't make something happen because, you know, Mike Trout is such a stud, and I, and I don't want to see that happen to him. And I know he loves the Angels, and the Angels love him, and the city loves him. So I really hope that they can figure something out with him because he's a fantastic player. My In my opinion, he's the best player in the major leagues. Obviously, Bryce Harper is right there with him. But we'll see. Uh, still a lot of time for both of these guys. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, the Kansas City Royals won their first World Series since, I believe, 1985, which is fantastic. And a lot of people are starting to, you know, kind of copy the way that they do it, you know. And Sabermetrics, the Sabermetrics said that the Royals were going to go, I believe it was like, it was something crazy. Like only winning 70 games, losing 90-something games. Um 92 games, I guess. And obviously they went on to win the World Series, but they did that with consistent hitting, really good hitters, 
You know, nothing crazy, nothing flashy, but they played small ball. They played baseball. You know, they had a fantastic rotation with a good, good, very good bullpen. And that's how you win games. You know, you don't have one superstar. You don't have two studs. You have a great, solid team that plays baseball, hits for a high average, has a good, has, have a good rotation with good bullpen pitchers. And, and that's really, I mean, that's the blueprint. That's pretty much what the Mets did as well. And it got them to a World Series. So, Going into this season, there's a lot of people, a lot of buzz about the Chicago Cubs, and I really like this Cubs team. Um, I will never pick the Cubs to go to the World Series until they actually do, because it hasn't happened in a trillion years, and I'm just not gonna not gonna wager that the Cubs are gonna go to the World Series. But uh, there are a lot of people's World Series favorites. You know, they have young talent. They have Anthony Rizzo, Addison Russell, Chris Bryant, Kyle Schwarber. I mean, a bunch of studs that you know they got for the starting rotation. Now they have John Lester, Jake Arrieta, and John Lackey. That's a fantastic rotation. They picked up Jason Hayward and Ben Zobris. I mean, Hayward's arguably one of the better corner outfielders in the major leagues. And, you know, the, this Cubs team is really going to be a force to be reckoned with. I don't think that they're ready for the prime time yet. I don't think that they're quite there. Um, but, you know, they, they have a great, great manager. I think the best manager in the game and Joe Madden, and I think they're going to be really good, and I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. I hope they can figure it out. I don't know if they can. I sure hope they can. It's going to be fun to watch. It really is because the Mets are young. you know, The Cubs are young. There's just a lot of good young talent around the league, so it should be very interesting to see what happens. But unfortunately for everyone, it is an even year. It's 2016, which means the San Francisco Giants are my pick to win the World Series. And they won the World Series in 2010, they won the World Series in 2012, and they won the World Series in 2014. Think about that. The San Francisco Giants have won three out of the last six World Series. That's really, really crazy to think about. You talk about a dynasty. Yeah, the Patriots, you know, won, what, four in 15 years, whatever. The Giants have won three out of the last six World Series. I mean, that is astounding. That is as much of a dynasty as you can possibly get. That's that's the Spurs, the Patriots, the Alabama Crimson Tide. I mean, that is the pinnacle of dynasties is what that is. And, you know, it's no wonder they have. They've had one of the best catchers of all time in Buster Posey, uh, you know, playing some first base now. But Buster Posey's just a freaking stud. He's so good, so good. They had great performances from guys like Madison Baumgartner. You know, they – you know, obviously they had Mad Bum back. He's he's one of the best top pitchers in the league, a healthy Buster Posey. And they went and picked up Johnny Cueto, who's one of the best pitchers in the major leagues. Man, if that's not a huge pickup, I don't know what is. I don't think there's a better one-two punch than Johnny Cueto and, and Mad Bum. Some people might argue a couple different teams, but it's going to be really hard to beat that. And uh, I, I really like the Giants this year. They didn't have a great year last year. I think it was just kind of a fluke. I think they're going to be back, and I think they're going to win a World Series. I really, really believe that. Uh, I'd be pretty surprised if they don't at least go deep in the playoffs. It'll be interesting to see how the rest of their team performs, one through nine, but they have the nucleus to make it happen. They have the track record. They have the coaching. They have the fans, the stadium. They have everything you need to really make this run happen. And if they win four World Series in seven years, uh, arguably one of the greatest dynasties of any sports ever, any sports team ever. So that, that would be really, really cool to watch. So like I said, spring training is starting today, pitchers and catchers reporting. It's going to be a great year. A lot of if ands or what's going on with the Major League Baseball in all different aspects. So I think we have a lot to see unfold. I think Major League Baseball is kind of going to start evolving before our eyes. If they're smart, they will at least. And we're in for a treat this year. It's going to be a good season. I still think it's too long. 160 games is too much. 
But, uh, you know, that's something that will be discussed in the future for sure. And, I, you know, I, I hope you guys are excited as I am because it's going to be a great year. So, uh, you know, thanks for so much for tuning in, everyone. I really appreciate every single viewer. I really do. It means the world to me. If you like what you're hearing, you know, please head over to iTunes, leave a quick review, head to Stitcher, whatever you like to listen to podcasts on, and check Opinionated Sports out on Facebook. So thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Got some good guests coming up. Really excited about it. And uh, everyone have a good weekend.